Hey guys, it's Reese. I wanted to answer a really important question that I've been getting quite a lot recently, and that's where to niche down in. You're in a market where it seems saturated, or maybe there's not enough business, you're just getting off the ground, or you've been pedaling around uh, part-time for a little while, and you want to know what would be the best place to go to. Within construction and service-based in general, there is a million different ways you can go to, and a thousand different little niche places that could potentially be a great idea. And I think that the spider monkey food analogy comes into play a lot when you're looking at everybody else on social media. And it seems like the person with the best social media account that has the shiniest equipment or seems to be doing the best, whatever they're doing is going to be what you should be doing. And I think that's wrong because there's so many skill sets that people have and there's so many great places to go in many different markets that are far from the reality of trying to mimic somebody on social media. You know, if you take in, for example, a someone who builds apartment complexes, within the conceptual, within the sector of construction, there are people who build multifamily buildings. Within multifamily, there's guys that do concrete. Within the guys that do concrete, there are people that do slabs or vertical structures like parking garages. And so there is a person in our area who he is the parking garage guy. He is all about doing load-bearing vertical concrete structures. And that's very far from the guy who pours patios and driveways and things like that, which there's nothing wrong with that guy. That's a whole other niche in of itself. But whenever these big developers have a new place going in, they call the parking garage guy. And he has all of the parking garage jobs within about 30 miles of us. And so if you're in a random state, either north, south, east, or west, there is always something you could do that, in my opinion, should be the thing that you're the best at right now. For me, when I was coming out of landscape, I sold all my maintenance accounts and wanted to get into install-type jobs. I niched down into drainage, all because I had a mentor that I trusted, and he was doing it. And so if he was doing it, it worked for him. I just did the same thing. And I could have gone so many different directions. I did drainage solely because I had someone that was willing to show me how to do it, that was willing to tell me what to do, what equipment to buy, and how to price things. And if that same person was in roofing, or in brick, or in stonework, or in tile, or whatever, I would have gone there. And so I think a huge question you need to ask yourself is what kind of resources you have and where are the easiest places to work into that you can do with what you've got already. Now, a couple key points that I wanted to mention. Number one is become unique in the customer's eyes. So when you go to a bid and there's a million other people that they're looking at on Google or Nextdoor or Facebook, there's a whole lot of people that they're gonna call or have the opportunity to interact with. Most of the time, they'll call those three people and get the bids. But when you actually show up to the job site, you can have the nice truck, you can have everything in place, you know, nice dressed and have your iPad or whatever you like doing that you trust as a sales process. But if they ask for a certain service, let's say it's a concrete driveway, and you tell them, yes, we do that, and we also do roofing and siding and windows and landscape and this, that, the other, irrigation, pavement and curb and everything you can think of, that's probably going to scare them if they know what they're doing. And most of the time, if they even don't know what they're doing, if they have someone that says they can do all of those things, that might be great. 
However, the person that comes there and they say, hey, we're the con concrete guys that do driveways. All we do is driveways all day long. We don't even do patios. All we do is driveways. We can do steep driveways, smooth driveways, stamped driveways, stained driveways, painted driveways, everything. Driveways are our thing. Their price might even be a little bit higher. It probably is. But in the customer's eyes, they can trust that person because that is the only thing they do. And when that's the only thing they do, that buys points that may or may not exist anywhere else in that customer's mind. And so not only are you standing out from the competition, but you're also separating yourself in the sense of value because you are more valuable than the person that does everything because you only do the thing the customer's asking for. So it's a huge advantage. Another one is that it's easier to scale a company. Let's say it's you and a few guys right now and you're a one-man show with a couple helpers and you're doing $30,000 a month. You're getting off the ground. You're starting to get some stable work in the door and you want to scale. The worst thing, in my opinion, that you could do, again, going with the driveway analogy, if you're driveway guys and you're doing concrete, you'll do some side jobs that are outside of that, but they're still in concrete and you have a customer that asks you to do sod and it's a $15,000 side job, they have a big yard and a little bit of grading involved. And so you think to yourself, oh my gosh, I've got to start doing sod because this person asked me to do it. It was a juicy job, there's good profits in it. I'll just go ahead and do that. I've already got a skid steer, so what's the difference? I'll do that as well. And then you start doing sod and then you've got concrete and you start opening a crew that does sod as well. So now you're sod and concrete. You're now starting to be the jack of all trades guy. And what's going to happen over time as you try and scale that kind of business and you keep jumping from shiny object to shiny object, one, it's going to be incredibly hard to train new people because when a new employee comes on your team, he's going to have to go with a specific crew and it's going to take him a long time to be versatile in the company. You take that in comparison to someone who has a company, let's say that has five crews and each crew has four people. There's about 20 field employees. And when a, when a new person comes into that business and he needs to learn how to do concrete, he can go to any one of the crews. He can be paired up with a different skill level in every crew, depending on where he's at coming into the company. And when he upgrades his skill set, let's say he can become a foreman, he's foreman material, he's got a clean driving record, he can run things by himself, then you can move him around to different crews with different skill sets, but they all do the exact same thing relative to if you have someone come to a company that has five crews and they learn to do concrete. Well, the other crews do sod, roofing, siding, and everything else you can think of, painting. And he's now limited, unless you want to train him there too, to be just doing the thing where he came in originally. And it makes, it turns an employee that could be a Swiss army knife and an incredible value to the company into something that's a liability. And from the employee's perspective, it's much harder for him to work up in the company because he has to learn so many new skill sets all the time. And it's very, very challenging to build a company like that, especially quickly. Alternatively, there's also less headaches because of the training and the learning curve that comes with having to learn so many different skill sets across a company, given they are going to move around crews. It's just inevitable. It's going to happen. If someone's absent on another crew, you might have to swap people. And it's going to be challenging because they're not going to know what to do. Also, from the customer's point of view, they can see who's trained and who's not. And so when the time does come, and it will, 
when they have to move around to a separate crew doing a separate task, they're going to be wondering. And if they're also having a bad day or they slip up, they'll tell the customer, well, I'm typically on the concrete crew, even though we're doing roofing. The customer gets mad and it's a whole trained reaction of unnecessary things. So if you're planning on niching down, I promise you, whatever you're doing now, whether it's sod roofing or whatever, or aerospace engineering, it doesn't matter. If you're good at something and you believe that, especially if you have resources and people that are willing to show you what to do and how to scale that kind of business, just make a decision, disagree and commit, and go for that opportunity. Because I promise you, if you had three crews, if you're at one crew right now and you had three crews doing the same thing, you will be a lot happier with three crews doing the same thing than three crews doing different things. I promise you, I'll cross my heart and hope to die. That is the way you should go. And anybody that has a large company outside of just GCs that subcontract everything else, which is a different business model than having in-house employees, would agree with me. So I hope this helps. I hope this gives some clarity. Whatever state, area, market you're in, it can work, and you can do it. I promise.